in the day. Yeah. Stacy Keebler. So there was uh, a lot you of You had them. the uh, Nitro Girls that uh that DDP's wife DDP. and, and even Shawn Michaels ended up marrying a Nitro girl. And DDP's wife was actually a uh, former Kimberly. Playboy model or penthouse model. She was an adult model. So you had tons going on there. But uh, obviously, I made mention of Trish Stratus, which honestly, that was probably my surprise match of the night because uh, I expected Trish to win. I really thought they would give put Trish over and I thought they would let Trish beat Charlotte. Once I heard that it, this was probably her retirement match, um, I kind of figured this is one of those also a retirement slash passing of the torch type matches. So I wasn't surprised. And they like kind of like your argument that you always make towards Tired the, legend, the legends coming back and participating in these events. There was no real benefit for Charlotte to lose to Trish. There was a benefit for Charlotte to beat Trish and claim I'm now the best that there has ever been by beating one of the old time best uh, that there was. But I enjoyed the match. I agree with you. Trish can still go. And if that was her last match, I think that's a shame. I don't know if she just had that one last match left in her. But she showed uh, this past Sunday that she can at least go when need be. And honestly, I will apologize. I've been big on it. You know how I feel about the legends and the nostalgia and yada, yada, yada. Trish can still go. She really impressed me that uh, She impressed me at SummerSlam. I, she lived up to the billing. She looked like the Trish of old. And going with Charlotte Flair, who, number one, you don't realize how small Trish is until she's standing next to Charlotte Flair, who Charlotte Flair is obviously a very tall woman, but it was a very impressive match. It was definitely the surprise of the night for me. What about you? What was the biggest surprise of SummerSlam? The biggest surprise for me is um, how much I really enjoyed The Fiend. And I liked it from the moment he came out, the music hit, the uh, old, the Bray Wyatt um, lantern, the, the, the head uh, that he carried to the ring with him and put on the ring post, and then his persona in the ring. I, I thought I didn't know if he was going to keep that mask on for the match, and obviously he does uh, in that persona. And I really enjoyed it. Now I know I knew I liked Bray Wyatt because I'd liked him before. Uh, I knew that I would probably like whatever he, and I knew I had liked all the Firefly Funhouse bits leading up to this and The Fiend, but I really enjoyed this character uh, more so than I thought I would, and I'm really looking forward to what the progression of this character will be. I agree with you. I, um, I definitely, It was a good match. I, for what I, I mean, it was more of a squash match, really. I think The Fiend really got over in this match on Finn Balor. Finn Balor finally did get some offense in. But for Finn, who apparently is going to take some time off now, uh, according to the dirt sheets, uh, this is a good start for The Fiend. And honestly, um, I agree with you. It was definitely a match I enjoyed. I like The Fiend. I like everything that built up about it. And we've talked about it in depth here on the show where Bray Wyatt, he is basically beloved in the WWE by Vince McMahon for the creativity that he comes up with, ultimately reinventing himself, not sticking with the same thing, and... I guess taking some of the the work away from WWE uncreative and coming up with his own creative way to keep himself going. Uh, To me, the worst match of the night. Really only had, what, four moves in it? Maybe five? Oh, your main event? I was wrong. That took place in the second match, by the way. Shockmaster and Cole and uh, Big John. Okay, Cut his mic. You call me Colwell? Goodness. Well, no, Colwell just walked in, so I was refreshing y'all's memory that you said. I'll be honest with you. You're right. This match, which was clearly not a a main event. I thought, look, I thought it would be more of it, but it was by far and away, it did live up to what I said. I'm tired of the nostalgia. Trish Trish nailed it. 
I'm tired of the Goldberg nostalgia. I'm tired of the Undertaker nostalgia. At me at John Rad 450 if you want to. It's over. The time is done for them. Let's move on. Let's literally start doing what we said. It's time to pass the torch, and it's time to move on. You had five moves there, and yes, kudos to Ziggler. He sold it better than I think anybody else probably could have, short of Shawn Michaels when he took on uh, Hulk Hogan and didn't want to didn't want to sell for him. But it was just it was a waste of time. You could have put it on the pre-show. No, that, not you know. First off, if you were gonna if you're gonna argue that Goldberg should have been the main event, you definitely put don't put an attraction like Goldberg on the pre-show that was exactly what Goldberg should have done he should have come out Nick Saban why take, are you hitting the table maybe taking a Coach kick Saban, stop hitting the table. spear 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 and <laughs> jackhammer that's exactly how you use Goldberg and unlike what I said a minute ago with Trish you let her work that big match this is exactly how you work Goldberg. Goldberg is built for short, quick matches. For what? And yes, you let him get over on Dolph because Dolph is the one bad mouthing the legends and saying that he's better than them. For what? What is he? What? And where does this go with Goldberg? It doesn't go anywhere. It's done with Goldberg. You now move on. Yeah, next Hulk Hogan will be back, and he'll be in a match. Come on. It's enough of it. Stop with the nostalgia. Stop with the legends. Have them go. Let them retire. Put them in the Hall of Fame. Give them a ring. Give them a watch. Let them come back to UGA and lead the dogs onto the field and be done with it. Well, have you seen on uh, social media, Twitter, uh, um, Tom Crean, the basketball coach at UGA, has been saying, let's bring Goldberg to Oops, some basketball games table again. this season, and if he comes, I will pay for the pyro to get the same type of entrance into Stegman uh, that he had at SummerSlam. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Goldberg comes to a basketball game, it will sell out and it will be awesome. I'm not doubting that. I haven't doubted that portion of it. All right, worst match of the night for you. Worst match of the night? Uh, it definitely was not Goldberg and Dolph, like well, you said. Well, clearly you have shown that. <laughs> I enjoyed but what that was yours? One. I'm asking you. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the pre-show and just say that I did not enjoy um, Drew Gallic versus uh, Oni Lokorn or whatever his name is, Lorkin. Okay. I, I still Glad just, to see you paid still just not much. Well, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me. This two hundred five stuff doesn't work for me. But I did enjoy. A few nights later, Buddy Murphy, who is from 205, going up against Roman Reigns. So when you take a guy from 205 and show that he can be tough and go with some of the bigger guys, I enjoy that and I can get into it. But, but see, that's just- the problem. You're not giving them a chance. They still do their thing in 205. Now you got to take them and you have to put them up against someone like Roman Reigns. I think there are tons of athletes in 205. It's just WWE crushes them because they're not used to their style. Everyone looks at it and it's just... Rey Mysterio was the only one that supposedly could do it at Lucha Libre style when there's so many others that could have done it. We've gone through this before where we could have seen guys like Austin Aries who would have who would have been great on the main roster. He had great success at, at Impact Wrestling. He was someone who could have done it. There's so many that could do this that you have to give them that opportunity. Now, granted, the whole Buddy Murphy angle, if the, if the uh, rumor sheets are accurate, that was kind of by accident that they lucked into a great match with a uh, – with Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns, and we'll talk about that coming up a little bit more on on uh, when we recap on Raw. Uh, all in all, what was your favorite match of the night? What was the best, your favorite part of it all? Well, I enjoyed two things. First off, one of my favorite moments from the whole night, and I don't know if you caught this because it was very quick and it just happened uh, briefly and then kind of off camera, 
But when Kofi Kingston came to the ring against Randy Orton, and he's climbing the uh, turnbuckle pre-match, yep. did you notice that when he was taking the pancakes out from under his belt or from his pants or whatever, he, woman? he tossed to the left, and this woman who was on her phone had no clue this flapjack was coming and hit her right in the face. Look, that I rewound, I rewound and watched that about eight times. It made me laugh so hard. On the back of your ticket, it does say, pay attention. WWE in the arena is not liable for any flying debris, and she was warned, get off your cell phone. You had great seats at no WWE joke, she SummerSlam. Had, like, you had seats. amazing seats at SummerSlam, and you're sitting there on your phone. Yeah, get next, well, next the thing phone. you know, they're going to say they got to put nets up all around the guardrail to protect the fans. That's fine. Can you imagine Brock Lesnar doing a belly-to-back suplex to someone, bouncing him off the net, and then they flank, fall back forward? I mean, look, let's just be honest. Okay, so that was one of your moments. What was your the match? The fam- my favorite match, I'm going to go with what the main event was. I enjoy uh, this Brock Lesnar when he does perform, and it's usually saved for these pay-per-views. I really enjoyed it. But now, listen, I enjoyed the pay-per-view as a whole. Completely. So there was a lot of matches that I really liked. Completely. But I like ending on a on a good note. I've said that multiple times on this show. It so the, And the, this show ends on a good note, if you want to say so. No, this show Seth, never ends on a good note. With Seth Rollins. Uh, <laughs> With taking away the WWE uh, Universal Championship. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that match. I love the brutality style of Brock Lesnar, and those two work well together, but I do hope it's the last time we see those two for a very long time. <laughs> I agree with you. Another match that I actually enjoyed, I enjoyed Becky Lynch and Natalya. I, lug- I like Natalya in the ring. I understand why they use her the way that they use her, but I really did enjoy that portion of it. I enjoyed seeing Becky Lynch go go with her. I, I- I hope I said it. If I don't, I don't remember. But uh, I I wasn't surprised that Becky Lynch would walk out with the title. And and the events that transpired on Monday Night Raw, it kind of helped go with it. Um, I think I even even tweeted to you that I expected there to be a surprise, a bigger surprise at SummerSlam, but there wasn't. But, well, that that ended up on Raw, and we're we're going to get to that because not only did we have that, we also have have we given David a name yet? Have is he like just beyond David? The intern. Well, David. you're Big John Radcliffe. I'm Road Dog. We got Shockmaster uh, Chris Howell and uh, the Mad Italian Keith Ippolito uh, running the board back there. Can we so, say? Can can we say we're in such a culturally sensitive society? Should we call him a Mad Italian? So, oh, I thought you were about to call him something else. No, I mean, look, I no, I heard that word was racist, so I'm not going I, down that I, road. Hey, I approve of the Mad Italian. Okay, I mean, I am crazy, so it fits. All right, that's why we'll leave you on that side of the glass. I already got one crazy road dog in here. So, what have we nicknamed David? Have we given him one? I don't know if we have an official nickname for David yet. We got to come up with one. We'll have to come up with something. But right now, David is our NXT expert, and we had NXT Takeover. Now, David, overall, I enjoyed NXT Takeover, and I'll be the first to tell you one of the things that I'm liking about NXT Takeover. I hate that it happened, but I love seeing NXT Takeover and those who end up coming back down. Brizongo being one of them. Tyler Breeze and Fandango reuniting and taking on the Forgotten Sons. I really enjoyed that match. I liked this. I didn't like Brizongo when they were the jokesters that they were on the main card. I like them now. Well, the funniest thing about that was that was technically on the NXT main TV show. They use that basically as a uh, a filler episode Correct. while they're getting reset for the next round of tapings. But I do agree with you. Fandango and Brizongo and Tyler Breeze were fantastic together. That match when they took on the Forgotten Sons was phenomenal in the fact that Fandango looks like he hasn't even missed a step since getting hurt. No, he doesn't. Because when he t- better when he, shape. he pretty much did a wall ride up. I think it was I think it was Cutler he did that off of and then hits the tornado DDT on the other guy. That that move in itself, I haven't seen Fandango do anything like that. 
he needed. I feel like Fandango, he came out almost too hot. He started off with, was it WrestleMania against Chris Jericho? Yeah, it was. It was a WrestleMania match against Jericho where he went over on Jericho, exactly. actually. So, yeah, they pushed him really hard, but it never really amounted to anything. And I don't think that character had anywhere. It was a dancer. He was a flamingo yeah, dancer, he was a salsa dancer, dancer exactly. or something. There was no place else he could go with it. One match that I was really looking forward to, I kind of knew the outcome because I classify her almost to the level of, like I said, with uh, Natalia, and that is Shayna Blazer taking on Mia Yim. I'm a huge fan of Mia Yim. At, Gillespie can tell you, even before she made it to NXT, I remember when she was back at Impact Wrestling. I watched her in the indies. I'm a fan of hers. I know what she is, though, as well. She's Natalia. She's going to get the women's champions over. She's a great seller. She's a great worker. But this was a match that I really enjoyed. It wasn't my favorite of the night. I I have two that were favorites of the night, but this was just a solid match all around for me. In all honesty, it was one of the slower matches of the night, but it doesn't mean it was a bad match. I'm just saying it was one of the it was like one of the lesser less strong matches on the card. But I'll tell you what, me Yim did a great job countering Shanna Baszler's move for uh, move. Yeah, move for move exactly. But she also used the underhanded tactics to counter her style, which is a great way to counteract someone like Shanna Baszler. Just kind of ch- cut corners a little bit. It also fits her. Fits her character very well, which is the one thing I really liked. And also, Shayna did a great job selling the arm stomp after Mia kind of stole her move there for a moment. Shayna is uh, had a great run with the NXT Women's Champion, a very long run. Now I know it got broke up for a little bit, like about uh, a month or something. Yeah, with Kyrie, uh, yeah, with Kyrie. Kyrie. Um, something we talk about on this show is the main roster and maybe their lack of female depth. And you see a lot of the same superstars going after these titles against whoever the championship champion may be on Raw and SmackDown. Why are we not seeing Shayna take that bring, being brought up? Well, right now I think the NXT women's roster is a little thin as well because right now all we got is, is Shayna. Uh, Mia just had a shot. Uh, we got Candice LeRae and Io Shirai out there who had the, the match. Um, the young lady with the long hair that Bianca Belair, yeah, yeah, she had her chance. Um, she's still Z- kind of Zia Lee. Zia Lee is yeah, Zia Lee is basically in her developmental stage right now. She's still kind of building her way up the card. She's she's a really good talent. She's very 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 skilled in her you know, striking ability and yeah. her kung fu style. She's great. She reminds I, me of, and I know this is in terms of her striking style. And Adam, you know, we always like to help each other out in terms of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. When I think of her, I think of almost CM Punk. Honestly, I see her more. Uh, CM Punk was more kind of a talker. His eye is not much of a talker. She's kind of. No, I mean, in yeah, her striking. In her striking ability, yes. In her striking ability. Yeah, very true, very true. I, don't, yes. I mean, I don't see her using the go to sleep, but when yeah. I think of CM Punk, I think of even even a, a Buddy Murphy with the knees and how yeah, he's that yeah, close yeah. in, almost or a kickboxing Alistair Black, style. Yes. Alistair Black style is just like that, too. Yeah, Zylee's still got a lot of work to do developmental wise. Um, she's. She's still got to work her way up. She's still got to gather some wins because her last match was against uh, it was against Tiny Conti. and uh, that was the last match on NXT TV she's had. And she's still got to get a couple more wins. I think she I think she fell in that match if now, I remember. Now my two favorite matches of the night, and look, all in all, I was very pleased with NXT Takeover. I mean, I loved watching the Street Profits. Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, amazing. stole the weekend. That was a great. Show. That was a great amazing. match. Yes, that was um. My view of it, it was it was a three stages of hell match. Yes. that's how it was. But they they kind of booked it as a two out of three falls match, which at, with add stipulations, we all knew it was going to go to a third fall. I mean, the, it had uh, to. It had to. Yeah, it was. A, it's a three stages of hell match is what I was hoping to see for the longest time. I was thinking, why haven't they had this kind of match in a long time? But my favorite part of that entire match was the third stipulation when Ray Gold decided to lower a steel cage with a bunch of weapons hanging on the wall. <laughs> that was awesome. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong. Here's my concern: Adam Cole. 
looks to be about the same same size as Daniel Bryant. Yeah. He's, and, a, he's not a big guy. He's not a big guy. And look, I, I've been, Adam, you can, Gillespie, <laughs> Road Dog, you can correct me if I'm if I'm over-exaggerating. Vince likes to hold true to his, his form that hopefully if Adam Cole gets called up, hopefully he can see success. What well, do they, you think? Does he, do you think he'll see that? If they got to call him up, they got to bring the rest of the era with him because that will make him a, even more yeah, of a bring threat. the yeah. whole faction. Bring the faction with him, yes. Uh, Adam Cole is... His style's not really the strong and um, power style. He's got that conniving, sneaky style, kind of like what Roderick Strong's been developing when he joined the era. But, yeah, Adam Cole will see success if he's a leader of a faction because he's, he's a great mouthpiece, and he's, he's great in the ring as well. But I just think he, he, would fit be- I think he fits better in a faction rather than on his own. Cole is another one that I really thought we would have gotten to the main roster by, by now, now right. already. Uh, and I hope that that does come soon. When should I mean? When should we expect this next round of call-ups? Isn't it Survivor Series? Survivor Series will probably be the next time. Yeah, but for the era itself, I'd give it a little while longer because right now they're running hot. They're on every NXT TV taping. They're on every pay per view. Yeah, some of the actually they made invented a large amount of the pay per views recently. So I'd give it a little while before they call up the era. And uh, I get it. Yeah. You can't just pick the cupboard clean every time there's a wow. call up. You've got to leave some people down there to help develop the other people and and to keep the product interesting. Um, but man, I really thought we'd have seen him. And I, I mean, and at least like the Street Profits, whatever that is, they're doing on Raw and, and uh, do they do it on SmackDown too? I think it's no, just Raw. I think it was just, I think it was yeah, just, it's just Raw. Yeah. I mean, at least they're getting airtime on TV, and they did it. So uh, they were at SummerSlam too with Ric Flair styling and profiling around. Um, but he, I wish that we could integrate kind of what you were saying about some of the guys going down. Um, I wish we could integrate some of the guys up on TV a little bit more, kind of like they tried to do for a minute with Aleister Black and uh, Ricochet. They still calling them NXT guys before they were officially drafted or uh, brought up. I wish we could get a little bit more of a mix of that. Let me ask you something. I don't want to. I'm not trying to break away from the uh, pay per view this past Saturday, uh, but I, w- I do want to get your thoughts on this uh, since we got you. To- what are your thoughts about this fall when they are going to go to FS1 and go head-to-head with AEW? Um, to me, it's really two new brands for the mainstream because that is on the network, uh, NXT, and I know they have a very loyal fan base, um, but it's not been on major network television like it will be, although, yeah, I mean, FS1's cable, but it hasn't been available to anybody that doesn't at least have the network. Well, my thought with that is it's a, I think that's WWE's best chance to counter-program AEW because, let's face it, they're not going to, their regular, like SmackDown and Raw are not going to draw the viewership that AEW will draw. If, you, if you've seen those pay-per-views that they put on, they are fantastic. I mean, some are just about as good as an NXT TakeOver, which is saying a lot. I think NXT will do very well against AEW since they're kind of the same style. It's like NXT is WWE's indie scene, basically. Names you're still getting to learn. You're still learning to yeah, know yes. with some big names that are there. Yeah, and AEW is also bringing in some stars that people know, like Jericho and the Hangman Adam Page. And you also got Joey Ryan made a couple appearances. I'm not sure if they're going to sign him. Mox- Moxley's a big one. That's their biggest name. NXT is also getting some good ones too. They got Austin Theory coming in soon because he just about, got signed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's from a, a local guy from here, from, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, did, he competed and then was the champ, I believe, at, up at Evolve. SHW. Also, he's uh, the ball champion. Well, the current ball champion. But so SHW, he's he made his way there. Now, one there. champion that NXT has does he drop this belt? Sometimes he seems like he's been at Velveteen Dream. That's your boy. He seems like he's had the North American Championship for a very long time. But he doesn't. Is he just totally out of contention 
for the NXT Championship at this point. Well, at this point, he's kind of in the mid. He's kind of riding the mid card at this point. But I think he's going to use the North American Championship to catapult him right now because at the moment, I thought he was going to drop the title at Takeover to probably Roderick Strong because and because you've heard this over and over throughout the pay per view. They said that the Undisputed Era made a prophecy that they would be draped in gold. Adam Cole already has a title, and. When the Street Profits faced off against Fish and O'Reilly, I thought the Street Profits were going to drop it because I thought this would be their night. But when the Street Profits retained the titles, I'm thinking, okay, Velveteen's going to hang on to his title. But my only concern with that match was Pete Dunne should not have taken that pin. That was a bad call. I don't think Pete Dunne should have taken the pin because he's given how dominant of a champion he was, I think it would have been a smarter move to have Strong take the pin. And Pete Dunne gave a little backstage promo afterwards, like on one of those exclusives that they use on your YouTube channels. He said he's coming for that title. So I think that should have been maybe Strong taking the pin and having him move on. And I just think Velveteen and Pete have their own feud right there. That would be fantastic. And Pete could claim, like, hey, I never lost a title. Give me a fair shot. So would you see someone, I mean, when I'm looking at, you know, obviously the Street Profits, they'll be a tag team that ultimately would they would probably look to call up together. But Velveteen Dream, would you see him going to the NXT Championship or a call-up from the North American Championship? I see him as a call-up, honestly. I think okay. he's going to be... He's just too hot of a commodity to have, man. You know, like, if you saw you saw his entrance with the Raptors dancers, honestly. Yeah. That was fantastic. Although, you know, Wright City, wrong sports team. You know, he should have had the Leafs girls out there. But that's just that's just my personal opinion on that matter. But It's a black man in ice hockey. Let's just be <laughs> honest with each hey, other. Hey, look at Drake. Drake was wearing a hockey jersey during the playoffs. Drake's not black. <laughs> Just be honest with some things on this show now. Uh, can we even say that? Just, just, just throwing it out there. Can we even say that? <laughs> I can because I'm black. <laughs> no, I can say that. I just got to say alleged. Right. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, Velveteen Dream, man. He's his entrance, his in ring antics too. If you saw, he kind of did the whole pull the referee out of the ring. He was actually swaying his head, blowing kisses at the other guys. He's just too entertaining, man. I think he needs to get called up, but my fear of that is that Vince will just bury him. It's another one that's been down in NXT forever, and you time. keep thinking. I mean, was it was it uh, SummerSlam last year, or was it Survivor Series last year when he came out with the tights that the tights said, on Vince, call, call me up, up Vince? So he's, man, we he wants to come. Over a year. Wow. He yeah, wants to come up, uh, for what, and that may have gotten him in the doghouse a little longer. Who knows with the antics around there. Well, David, we appreciate you Thanks giving us the scoop us, on NXT. We always appreciate you coming on and uh, getting us up to date with what's going on down there. It will be interesting to see how these Wednesday night wars progress uh, this fall. It was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much. And by the way, I think um, if you all watch NXT UK, there's a there's a guy by the name of Zach Gibson who calls himself Liverpool's number one. I'm thinking of taking that and using it as Atlanta's number one. I am homegrown in Atlanta, so I'm thinking of using that. I one. think well, you, that's Matt Chernoff. I was about to say, you may have to Matt get Chernoff's a line, yeah, not only between Chernoff, uh, but home team. I know he's calling Atlanta. Matt's calling Atlanta. I'm going to get away with that. got to get to. But coming up, <laughs> last week, my tag team partner a, asked a very specific question about Raw and SmackDown. Well, Gillespie being the good journalist that he is, he has more questions. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Atlanta SportsX live in the heart of Cobb County, 1230 a.m. and 106.3 FM. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. We are Atlanta's alternative sports station. The SportsX is here, and we're not your daddy's sports talk. Kick up the day at 6 a.m. with Golick and Wingo, bringing you the biggest national stories and the best guests in the country. Then at 9 a.m., we go big with the local coverage as home team and Hamilton take the wheel. Home team Brandon Meek and Joe Hamilton are all over the Atlanta scene until noon. 
Then we head over to the cheap seats as the local talk keeps rolling with Tug Cowart and Georgia football superstar Hudson Mason. And the opinion stays strong from 3 p.m. to 6 as our man Mark Zeno laces into just about everyone on A to Z. Then we close out the day with the best college football in the Southeast as we hold court with the king himself, Chuck Oliver, from 7 to 9 p.m. Like we said, this is not your daddy's sports station. This is Atlanta's alternative sports station, 1230 and 106.3 FM. The Sports X. Hey, Atlanta, it's front office Lowe's for Bedlam Vodka. I'm making the call for you to join the rebellion with me. Try something new. Bedlam Vodka is unique. It's a rice-based vodka that dates back to an old family recipe from Ireland. Bedlam Vodka has a taste and a drinkability that is over 170 years in the making. Bedlam is craft vodka. It's American-made and gluten-free. Head to your local store and buy a bottle of Bedlam Vodka. Bedlam Vodka. Live rebelliously. Drink responsibly. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. You cheered them on for years, and now they're back. Atlanta Braves legends return home August 16th through the 18th for Alumni Weekend at SunTrust Park. The festivities start Friday night with the Braves Legends Parade and red carpet introductions. Fans are also invited to get to the ballpark early on Saturday night as alumni will be available for autographs throughout SunTrust Park before taking the field for the Alumni Home Run Derby at 6 p.m. Here comes Brave! Here's the throw to the plate! To top it all off, fans can step foot onto the warning track for a photo on the field with Braves alumni before the series finale on Sunday afternoon. Andrew turns tail off the wall. He made the catch. What a play. Tickets for this weekend go fast every year. So get your seats today at Braves.com slash alumni weekend. Atlanta Braves baseball. Shop on. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling on the X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. Big John Radcliffe, Adam Road Dogg Gillespie here on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM from the Wellstar Health System Studios and live from the heart of Cobb County. We are back much like this lovely blue-haired WWE superstar is as well. Now, Gillespie, this past weekend, I tweeted at you, which, by the way, thank you for uh, following me on Twitter and, and, and communicating with me. And where can the other people find you out oh, on did Twitter? Did I end up following you? I must have hit the wrong button Probably. on accident. Where can everyone find you on Twitter, Road Dog? You reach out to me on Twitter at Road Dog 680 And you can reach out to me at JohnRad450. Like I said, we're back like this blue, this blue-haired WWE superstar. You might be wondering who I'm talking about. The but blue I, meanie. Yeah, maybe. But I tweeted at you because we saw that Becky Lynch, I don't know when the video was recorded, but it was a different kind of video for some odd reason that I thought we would see Sasha Banks at SmackDown. And Becky Lynch was calling out Sasha Banks. Well, it didn't happen at SmackDown, but it did happen on Monday Night Raw. As she came out to the ring, she beat down Natalia, she beat down Becky Lynch, 
and she looks like she is primed and ready to go for a championship. Are you happy that the boss is back? And are you happy that the boss might be taking on the man? Yeah, I mean, I like sausage ba- sausage, sausage bank? banks. Say that. I like sausage too, but I do like salsa. By God, I love cookies. <laughs> I do like banks. And I'm glad she's back. And like I just mentioned in the previous segment with David, I think we need more depth in the female ranks. So it's good to have her back and as a singles competitor. Uh, so yeah, and I know that those two are two great wrestlers in the ring, or at least good wrestlers in the ring. So I know that whatever program they work moving forward, uh, I'm assuming at the next pay per view, Clash of the Champions, they're going to get a match. Uh, I'm looking forward to it already. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Now, there was some questions, and I saw on social media, everybody there were a lot of people that had the questions. I I feel like she's she's a heel. Are you thinking she's heel? Or are you thinking she's face? No, she's a heel. <laughs> when you come out and, and you attack Natalia and you bash uh, uh, Becky Lynch with a chair, yeah, you're a heel. And I think that was signified in the removal of the wig going from the purple to blue hair. I think that was her her switch from uh, signifying her switch from face to uh, heel. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I thought so, too. I was a little bit confused on that. Which, by the way, speaking of uh, hitting with a steel chair, are we still up for that? We, we can do it. I told you we can. I got, we we got to get the approval from the boss. Oh, well, then it's not we had happen. to sign forms so we could eat crystals. <laughs> so we could do a crystal eating contest, which, by Look, the way, good win. I mean, th- there were people, thank you, there were people who were obviously cheering her because she was back. Uh, and it was just good to see her. Uh, now now that she's going to go up against the man as a heel, I think those cheers will turn to boo. I'm sure she'll come out and cut a promo um, that will also be heelish. So I, I, I think like she'll be submitted. Heel, oh, she, I think she's better in heel. I Even in NXT, she was better as a, Correct. As a heel I think she champ. did great as a heel. So, Gillespie, are you a gambling man? Oh, I love to gamble. All right. So, what do Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Ricochet, Samoa Joe, Elias, The Miz... Ali, Andrade, Sami Zayn, Baron Corman, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Cesaro, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, and Shelton Benjamin all have in common. They will all be in the King of the Ring. Who's your money on? Oh, okay. So, now what, that I put you on the spot. Kind of like money, and I, I wish I was looking at the list, but kind of like money in the bank when okay. we talked about this earlier this year. That winner is usually a heel. It tends 100%. to lean towards a heel better. Has there king ever of been the a ring. Face? Oh yeah, king Bret Hart was a, a king of the ring. He was a good guy at that time. Okay, um, you could argue Steve Austin. Uh, he was definitely a heel at the time, and but then that, you know, that brought on Austin three sixteen and catapulted history. him into uh, yeah history and in a face in my opinion. Um, and I think um, there have been other faces that I'm just not thinking of it, but but the majority of guys are heels, correct? So you can probably, you know, so we can take off Ricochet. You can take off some of those guys. Shelton right Benjamin, yes. Apollo Crews. Well, he's a fa- he's a heel, I think. Shelton, we don't he, we don't know what I don't he know is. what he is because he never gets any TV time. This will be the most heel he's gotten. Apollo Crews, Cedric Alexander, another one we could scratch off the list. Uh, so I like Drew Galloway. Okay, I honestly like Drew Galloway as well. Uh, I could see him being, and watching the WWE, if you watch it intently, you know that history will repeat itself. I could see him almost following in the footsteps of uh, Sheamus when he won King of the Ring. He was the Celtic King or whatever the case may be. I could see a scenario of that. Well, or King, some, I could see King Joe. 
you know, King Samoa Joe. Yeah, King, I mean, his uh, lineage of Samoan, saying that he was the king of he's the king of Samoans and uh, King King Joe. I could definitely see that as well, and I would enjoy that. I believe. I would even throw a long shot out there. You'll disagree with me on this one. He's already the king of swing. Why can't he be the king Cesaro? Yeah, why not? I mean, he's it's definitely the push a that he would need to get him because he's not held a WWE. I'm, I, he's been the United States champion. I don't know if tag he's been teams IC. with uh, the bar. And he's been tag teams on multiple occasions, but he's not gotten a chance at the Universal or the WWE Championship. This could be what he would use. Well, if you're a gambling man, you can go out there to sky bets. And so let's just say Drew McIntyre, nine to two odds that Drew McIntyre will win. Uh, Cesaro, 20 to one odds. Uh, Samoa Joe, five to one odds. So for a goof, if you had a little bit of money you wanted to go out there and put on it, you can go there and you can put down a bet. Uh, we saw a match that, honestly, it was just an incredible match that I was very pleased with. Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy. We saw it's been Buddy Murphy has been accused of being the person who's hit Roman Reigns. It's accused he's been accused he was the one that actually came out and he was the one who accused Rowan, which we later discovered that. Rowan was not the one who has done it, and Daniel Bryant said he will find out who it is. Well, we, we're being told that. We're right being now. told that, so allegedly is what we have to say. You know what management feels about us not saying that. Um, but I saw a match that was just amazing, and like you said, it was a 205 guy that put on a match with the big dog, but I love in the rumor sheets that it came out that it said it was 100% an accident. Do you believe that the WWE might have struck lightning in a bottle by accident? Well, yeah, I, agree. I I completely agree that it was probably an accident that they did not expect uh, this match to take on a life of its own as it has, or it did because both of those guys performed so well. Or we know what Roman can do when he performs, but to but to see Buddy Murphy really make his debut um, on uh, uh, SmackDown as a SmackDown participant and go up against Roman Reigns and really be able to hang with him and perform with him step-by-step step throughout the whole match, it definitely should shine, shined a light on Buddy Murphy um, that showed that he can play with the big boys and not just down there the on 205 of the big dog and not just down there on 205 Live. The controversy that I've seen online since that match is the people that have argued that they feel that Buddy Murphy should have won the match. And I disagree with that. I think that Buddy Murphy got the bump that he needs just by performing as well as he did. And winning it really would have just done nothing but hurt. And I don't mean this as a, a slam towards Buddy Murphy, but it would have hurt Roman a little bit to have lost to Buddy. And, and especially in this storyline where he is now going to seek revenge for this person who's been attacking him. No, I completely agree with you. And when I saw that, that people said he should have won, instantly I liken it to, we all, you know, we love to talk about history here on this show. I liken it to when the NWO was running roughshod over WCW and Rey Mysterio got caught by Kevin Nash and got used as a lawn dart and thrown into a trailer. It wasn't a match, but I felt like it was something that helped Rey Mysterio solidify himself and move himself up. And I feel like that's exactly what this did for Buddy Murphy was it gave him that bump. It gave him that move up. It gave him that scenario where he got a chance to move up a little bit more. He got a chance to solidify himself as someone on the main roster that is. I think we're going to see for if he's used properly. I think we'll see for some time to come. I don't think we're going to see him going anywhere anytime 
soon. Well, I mean, he he, he was lauded, lauded out of uh, 205. He was their champion for a very long time. I believe he won that championship at the Australian Super Show uh, down in uh, down under. I believe he won it there, or just defended it, but I believe he won. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's really uh, got some great praise following him coming up from 205. Uh, I'll, we'll see. And, uh, you know, another uh, point or fact about Buddy Murphy that you have to give him props for? What you got? He is. Uh, he broke up with Alexa Bliss. So tell me how good that guy's life is going when he's the one that broke up with Alexa Goodness. Bliss. Goodness. It means a man has options out there. Uh, speaking of a man who I wish had another option, Shane McMahon. He came out on SmackDown, and he fined Kevin fined and. Kevin Owens, $100,000 for his attack on the special enforcer Elias. I'm tired of Shane, man. I'm tired of seeing Shane. Really, really kind of wanting Shane to stop getting so much TV time. He can go behind the scenes for a little while, and I'd be okay. But isn't that part of what is helping getting this Kevin Owens character uh, over right now, saying that we're all tired of Shane, and because we all are kind of all for the majority are kind of tired of Shane McMahon, the fact that he's coming out and speaking the truth and telling Shane what we're feeling is helping his character get over as a face. Do we need to get Kevin Owens over? No, but we needed to turn him from a heel to a face, and if he is going to be a face, this has been the catalyst for that. Do we need Kevin Owens as a face? Well, now that's a whole different. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different conversation. And I think he's more fitted to be a heel. Uh, I think he's been a great heel in the past, but I think he can be a fun, good guy as well. I think he can, and I think he can even be a fun heel, so to speak. I.e., Stone Cold when he was with quote with ECW, and I think that was around the time the what, what. Where that started to take place, I think it could still work the same way. But I, I hope we stop. We, I, I see your point, and I completely agree with it. I, I hope we see less, though, of uh, Shane McMahon, and we start to see more of Kevin Owens just get back to where he was before he had his injury. But right now, it is time to go over the top ropes. So now we talked about this lady a little bit earlier. We, we said she, I thought she might have been one of your early WWE crushes, but she's probably still one of your crushes right now. Trish Stratus. We might not have seen the last of Trish Stratus. It's rumored that Trish Stratus, she has one more match in her, and guess who she wants to take on? Your favorite. Becky. Oh, Alexa? Alexa Bliss. She wants to battle Alexa Bliss one more time, and that would be her swan song. Now, we talk about the tradition of passing the torch. Do you think it? Do you think that's a quality torch to pass on to Alexa Bliss? We saw her lose to Charlotte Flair. I don't think she needed to pass. I think Charlotte Flair is going to carry enough just from Vince. What he's going to do with her, what he's going to offer to her, and continue to let her light shine. Do you think Alexa Bliss is the proper one to pass the torch on to, or should it be someone else? Um, I don't know if we need another Trish Stratus match. I, she was in her hometown. I think this, if this was her final match, I think it was very good. Wasn't it supposed to be Alexa and Trish at Evolution? Yes. Uh, and then it evolved into that tag match with Lita, and I can't remember who teamed up with um, Alexa at the moment. But, yeah, I, I believe we tried to have that once before. It just didn't work out. I don't think it wouldn't be a good match. Um, and I definitely don't. If, if you had told me at SummerSlam you were going to put Alexa against um, Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus then, 
Because I think that would have helped even Trish, I mean, Alexa, more than it, it did Charlotte. Charlotte is the creme de la creme Correct. in that division. She's the oh, big dog of the, the it, division. And I'm sure people would argue Becky, just because of the uh, streak that she's been on as of late, 1A, uh, 1B. And then if Ronda was active, you probably could even throw her in that mix of that top tier. Uh, and I would, uh, personally, I would argue Alexa, at least back in the day, but she's been injured. She's been stopped and started so many times because of those injuries, concussions, or whatever. She probably has bumped down a little bit. Um, and I think that could have helped catapult her back into that top tier this past SummerSlam. Um, but now that you've got Alexa or Trish with another loss on her belt, I mean, you just can't have her come out and just lose into everybody. There's only so many torches to go around uh, before that torch is burned out. Well, now, also, how many times does Sting lose? I don't think Sting won a match in WWE. Well, he, well, not a singles match. He not won a, a tag team match, but uh, he, never he won would a double never. Match. And he, hey, he's in the Hall of Fame. And, and that's my point there exactly, which he never won a match in, a singles match in WWE. So we could very well see Trish, Trish Stratus go through that. I just hope it doesn't end the same way as Sting did with an injury. We want to see her be able to come back and be healthy and keep moving and moving on. Uh, the WWE, they're making sure that Roman Reigns, the big dog, is not going anywhere. He re-signed. He, re, he re-upped. Are we happy that the big dog's staying around, or would you hope that the big dog might have made the jump to AEW? I, I don't know if it matters to me what channel he comes on with with what promotion. I'm just not a fan of his. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> you despise him that much? So, I don't, unless they, I mean, I guess if he jumped to AEW, they could obviously repackage him and, and do something different with him. Um, but yeah, hey, good for him. I saw uh, no no length of contract or amount of contract has been released, at least that I've seen. Forbes estimated last year that between his contracts and merchandise sales, he made about four point three million last year. So good for him. Uh, I'm going to assume he's going to make that again over the next few years with WWE. But this is their dude, so it's no surprise that 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 they've re-upped him. Does. Does Roman Reigns, has the torch officially been passed to him, or does he need another torch-passing match? Where I mean, and when I say that, I've read, I've read comments from people on the Twitters and the social media where maybe it needs to be a John Cena-Roman Reigns match. Another one? Didn't we have uh, yeah, Roman Reigns? Versus? I don't think so. Uh, he, he's their guy. I think we all know he's their guy. Now, he lost a lot of momentum when he had to step away for leukemia to fight that battle and thank god he He won won that battle um and seth rollins has kind of stepped up in that spot and taken over the uh the load bearer for wwe and carried it on his shoulder over the last year almost now um it's been almost a year since uh, roman stepped away to fight that battle uh i don't know if we need him to take down another legend to get another torch so to say so many I think torches at some being point, thrown out there. Exactly. Now you see I think at, tired at some point we're going to get a Roman Seth match, and if they if they're ready to pivot back to Roman, you just let Roman take that match. I I, I agree. I think at some point in time we're going to have to move back in that direction. Uh, he was known as the Destroyer at Impact Wrestling, but now he's been on the show for a little bit. But there's rumors that he's due back this fall. Bobby Lashley. Now Bobby Lashley, he was slowly starting to make his way through the ranks, and he got sidelined. I believe it was by an elbow injury. But now, Bobby, he's set to come back this fall, so we should see him back probably here in the next few weeks or months. Are you excited about the return for Bobby Lashley? And are you ready to see Bobby Lashley get a shot at one of the Universal or the Heavyweight Championship? Yes. Um, I think, and I know he's, he's been injured. He just had his elbow surgery, as you mentioned a moment ago. Um, but maybe if 
Brock Lesnar is not going to get another shot at the title, like whether we were told on Raw, maybe this will set up a feud potentially between Bobby and Brock down the road. And this is something I think everybody has wanted to see since Bobby got brought back to the WWE. Ric Flair. Woo! We know that the Nature Boy, he is a man of many talents. He is a man that goes a lot of different places. He is a man that bought out Khalid at State Farm Arena last night. Now, I had no clue what Khalid is or was or what type his music was, but this is him right here. Am I right? Yes. Young, dumb, and broke. Now, what's that mean, Young, dumb? Are you calling him that? That's or the name, is that of, the name of his song. The name of his song is called Young, dumb, and broke. Well, he's a he's if he's headlining State Farm Arena, he's not broke. That's very <laughs> he, true. He's not broke. And if he has Ric Flair there, he's not broke. Because <laughs> Ric Flair, he is not cheap. Now, this is the man that, look, I'm happy Ric Flair for all of the, everything that he's battled through. We've gotten him back. I, I wasn't ready to see Ric Flair leave us. You know, obviously, you don't want to see your, super, your, your heroes leave. But Ric Flair goes just about everywhere for the right price. Is this, um, does Ric Flair speak to this audience? I don't that know. That was at State Farm last night? I, I wasn't at State Farm last night, bro. Well, I'm just asking, is that the same demographic? Are you asking? Where are you going with this one, Adam? I'm just, it just seems like an odd fit for Ric Flair to go out to this crowd. It also seems odd that Ric Flair will end up at UGA, the University of Michigan. Well, his daughter goes to UGA. His daughter has a son now that goes to Auburn, so I'm sure he'll be screaming War Eagle at some point this and season. And then he's been at the University of Michigan. Well, that was a paycheck day. And then he'll go up to the Falcons, and then he'll go up to the Carolina Panthers. Flair goes a lot of different places, brother. He does. He does. I mean, when the payday comes, I hey, think I think, every, I think Ric Flair transcends. I well, mean, everybody knows I guess who Ric Flair is because Ric Flair. I guess he did a song where he uh, with the Migos, and I think it's named Ric Flair Drip, where they're talking oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. him and, and his style and the, the the flying the jet jet plane flying. All of those good things. So I guess he does speak to this demographic. I guess he does speak to this crowd. And this is R&B, you were telling me? Yeah, this is This is like today's a, R&B? A version of it, yeah. Because like when I think R&B, I think... Um, if you name five R&B artists, I will be so impressed. But I don't know if they're R&B artists. Go. Brian McKnight? One. Um, <laughs> Seal? No. He's not R&B? What is he? No, he was... Considered he, pop? He was more pop, yeah. That's two. Are you just naming black people? <laughs> Isn't that uh, R&B? Black uh, people are more than R&B. <laughs> um, Barry White? Okay, we'll go Barry White. He's classic R&B. Um, R&B. All right, Boyce Men. Okay, that's, you're up to three now. I'm up to three. Um, Tony, Tony, Tony. I'm going to give you that one just off credit alone that you knew that one. Give me one more. I could get one more. Let's see. One more. Um, R&B. I, 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 I would, wouldn't wouldn't uh, Sexual Healing be R&B? Who sings it? Al Green. There you go. Look at you. Road dog. All right. I did it. I'm proud of you. I, I, I got five. And you get bonus points because you didn't say R. Kelly. So <laughs> I don't want to get peed on. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. We've all saw the Chappelle show. Don't go silent on me. I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't know what you're into, but you need to keep your personal affairs out of this, our highly rated show here, my friend. 
Uh, we got a, we got a chance to see a local a local hero a local performer at WW at WWE NXT Takeover Austin Theory. I'll be honest with you, I don't know a lot about him yet. Well, next time we have Brandon in from SHW, we need to ask him. Now, y'all were talking about, and he, it is true, he is the Evolve champion or in, involved in that, but he also originated here from SHW, and that's what Brandon was really talking about last week where he feels a lot of those guys are ready to take that next step, and there's one that's taking it right now. So I guess that means we, it's time for us to make it up to SHW. and we got to get up to Canton. Get up there, get up to Canton, and uh, we want to show them some love because we got some local ind- independent wrestlers here, and we definitely want to give them a little bit of love. So we're going to have the first AEW championship defense announced. Are we excited that AEW is ready to have a defense take place? Because they have their new title, and it has been highly touted by a lot of people on social media, and I don't know if it's because it's the new toy, that it's one of the favorites that's out there by a lot of people on the social media realms. Are you a fan to hear, and I'll be honest, because I haven't looked it up, and I haven't been keeping up with AEW. Well, what party are you asking? So we're going to get the title decided at uh, All Out next week, or in two weekends, Labor Day weekend, uh, between Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. I mean, sorry, Hangman Page, Adam Page. They're going to fight for the title and no, in Chicago. And then in Philly, whoever wins in Chicago at All Out is going to defend the title okay. against a to-be-determined wrestler. So, I mean, we know that this weekly episodic TV show is coming for them. Uh, they've got their first three stops announced between Washington, D.C., the kickoff, Boston, and Philly. Boston. And they're starting to lay out the... Um, the matches that we're going to see to attract viewers, and that's going to be one of them. And this is what they kind of have to do. I mean, they've got to put out big-time events and matches to get our attention to tune in and see. And if you know that the champion is going to be fighting, and potentially that champion might be Chris Jericho, uh, it's going to make you want to tune in and see if you're a wrestling do fan, think, I think. Do you think they – does Chris Jericho being – is Chris Jericho becoming their first champion predictable? Well, both of these guys, you could argue that. Now, that's definitely Chris more so, I think, than Hangman because he's one of that core that started AEW. Correct. So you could say that they're giving it to themselves either way because uh, Chris has been there from the beginning and as well. And particularly with the promos that he cuts where he says, I'm not doing any free shows. So it does look like a, you know, hey, to make you happy, we're going we're gonna to put the belt on you. <laughs> I don't know if he needs that much uh, complacentness, but... I, I do it's think Jericho, by the way, <laughs> but I do think you just made the list him putting uh, him getting the belt would be fun. And then seeing Hangman uh, chase Jericho forward or maybe getting some more Kenny Omega matches That's or whatever we or whatever matches they decide to go with. I think it would be fun. Chris Jericho would be a great heel champion for them to start off with. Yeah. Kenny Omega, I think, would be someone that I'd like to say, see Chris, take on Chris Jericho or even Moxley. I'm not, you know, maybe. I feel like Moxley has been in so many different places. I still love, I still want to call him Dean Ambrose, so I'm going to call him Dean Ambrose. I'm still a huge fan of Dean Ambrose, but it's something about that Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho match that I saw back in New Japan that I want to see one more time. I don't know why, but I love that match. It was an amazing match to watch those two work together that I think I want to see it one more time. Well, you want to see it because it's been good so far. It has. I mean, even with Brock and Seth, when it's good, it's good. Um, but now some of the in between where it's they not as good, you can hard, it can boy. wear you out. Um, but that's why I'm saying, like at SummerSlam, I enjoyed that match between those two. But I'm ready for it to be over. But these Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho matches have all been good so far, at least a uh, 
very enjoyable. And as long as that can continue and you don't wear out uh, on it, it's, why not? Why not see another one? Look, we'll get to see one more, and hopefully we'll get to see one more for a title. All right, guys. So break out your, uh, your, your milk cartons. Let's put out an APB. We're going to try and track down some people. And it looks like my tag team partner is having a heart attack next to me. Do we need to call 911 for you? Are you all right? I'm good. You're listening to The Finishing Move on the Atlanta Sports X. John Radcliffe. We might have Adam Gillespie come back. We hope he'll be back. We don't know what's about to take place here. But you're listening to The Finishing Move here on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM. Download the Atlanta Sports X app, and you can hear us live here in the heart of Cobb County on the Atlanta Sports X. Milk was a bad choice. Home team and Hamilton weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Your folks uh, that came in town did they get a chance to go to Hall of Fame? Have they been there before? Oh yeah, they've frequented okay. that that place. That's good. How many times have you, have you been in and out of there? Because you can go whenever you oh, want. Oh, uh, well, about 15 times. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Now, can I get in? Like, if I say, "Hey, Joe, can you help me get in?" Oh, yes, without a doubt. Give me up to six. Okay, you said six. I won't. I won't abuse it. Well, some people can abuse it. If I just call and say 10, 10 family members and close friends, yeah, what's the say problem? Yes. I mean, we're not trying to harm anybody. Yes. Especially if they try to deny me twice. Huh? Right. You I'm not an idiot. <laughs> this is the Sports X. We've got some good news for you. That's right. The Bright Side newspaper brings you good news every month about your friends, your community, your clubs, and your church. Hi, I'm Kathy Lipset. And I'm Alan Lipset. We publish The Bright Side, your local monthly newspaper for Smyrna, Vinings, and South Cobb. The August issue of The Bright Side is coming to your mailbox and select advertiser locations this week. In this issue, you'll learn that Campbell High School is still Cobb's largest school and has a lot to brag about, but it's IB program could be in jeopardy. How can you get rid of an old sofa or refrigerator? Smyrna will be hosting a bulky trash amnesty day in August. Is Mableton ready to become a city? You could be voting on it next year. And every month the Brightside newspaper can bring you new customers as it delivers your advertising message to 30,000 upscale homes in the Smyrna, Finings, and South Cobb areas. That's all coming in the August issue of the Brightside newspaper. Read us online at brightsidecobb.com Hi folks, this is James Laura with the law firm of Alexander Shannara and Associates. As most of you know, sports are like life. You win or lose, you succeed or fail, and those who work the hardest and smartest most often prevail. The same is true for those in my profession. At Alexander Shannara and Associates, we embrace these undeniable truths every day in our practice. If you've been wronged and need a lawyer, contact our firm today at 404-800-6666 or online at alexandershannaralaw.com. We prove it. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move with the road dog Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe on the X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move here on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM. Download the Atlanta Sports X app where you can hear all the great programming that we have from home team in Hamilton to the cheap seats to A to Z with Mark Zeno. They are all live from the heart of Cobb County right here just next to SunTrust Park. Uh, home team Oh, boy. But right now, it's me and my tag team partner, and we are putting out an APB. We are searching for some missing wrestlers because WWE's roster page, if you go to their website, there's a lot of people on there. But there's a lot of people I haven't seen on a WWE television, a WWE program in quite a long time. Yeah, and there's a few that really jump out as big stars that have been with WWE for a while and have been used in big angles and big pushes. 
And the biggest one that comes to mind, for in my opinion, in that realm, uh, is is Rusev. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day. I mean, he was over as Rover. And see, I think WWE really has an issue with he got him. He kind of got himself over with the Rusev Day gimmick. And I think that's the problem is that the WWE doesn't like when you get yourself over. We've seen it with with Zack Zach Ryder. Ryder. And uh, we've seen it just happen before. So it is one of those things that I think when you get yourself over, they're not happy about it. But you're right. Rusev was one that I had on my list. Another one that I've had on my list. Uh, she was a former WWE women's champion, Divas champion. Uh, she was a big name. And we slowly saw the decline of her. And now we kind of wonder, where is Alicia Fox? Well, I think she had that issue with Arn Anderson. I agree with you. Where has she been? She was at Raw Reunion, and she was treated as one of the former superstars, legends. So I don't look, look and see if she's still on the current roster. That's but, what I'm um, She was treated as a legend at Raw Reunion just a few weeks ago. So I think I know after that issue or uh, backstage event or whatever you want to call it with Arn Anderson, that I think. Uh, Led to part of what led to his dismissal, apparently, with WWE as well. And I think she's had some. She's still um, listed. She's uh, had some uh, problems that she's trying to overcome, some of those wrestling demons, uh, as they like to say in the wrestling world. So she's fighting those, and maybe she'll be back in on the main roster eventually. But um, how about speaking of staying in the um, women's division? How about Nia Jax? Now I know she's been injured and she's recovering from that. But one of your favorites, personal favorites, um, I've kind of missed her. Whoa! Look at that. But I no, I like her as a wrestler. Uh, she, I saw videos of her. She's recovered. She's been working out. Uh, she had a double knee surgery, so not just one, but both. So she's recovering and doing okay. Um, from what I've seen, I follow her on social media. Uh, another one that I noticed that's missing: Lilo Rush. He wanted more money, <laughs> and uh, we hadn't seen him. Since. Yeah, we haven't seen. We haven't heard or seen him in a, in a very long time. They rushed to that. get rid of him. Well, hey, that's Look, it. For when the- I. I Good. I, when I hear the song, though, it's really hard to keep my shirt on. Okay. You've been listening to The Finishing Move here on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM and 106.3 FM. Big John Radcliffe, along with my now shirtless tag team partner, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, we are live from Cobb County, 1230 AM and 106.3 FM. You've been listening to The Finishing Move.